Can you hear our intro music? New Year's. Yeah, this is the New Year's song. Okay. Welcome, podcast listeners that we also call print heads. Thank you for sticking with us through another year. It's 2023. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to our podcast. We are the 3D Printing Pros. (laughs) My name's Tate. This is Tyler. And for those of you who haven't listened to an episode before, we talk about the real news in 3D printing. We talk about our real experiences in 3D printing. And we talk about some other stuff yeah. here and there. Uh, uh, just a little those bit of other mo- stuff. <laughs> those are the most fun episodes. They are. I don't know what they're like to listen to, but uh, we definitely meander our way through 3D printing stuff. And we like to share little nuggets here and there that involve 3D printing. Sometimes just barely, <laughs> but usually it does. So, yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to the pod. And for the loyal print heads out there that have been listening for a long time, thanks for sticking with us. Yep, 100%. I think this is now the third calendar year that we've been doing this. This is the start of the third, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Mm, maybe not. I mean, we didn't start at the start of the year on our first. But, yeah, so the phrasing third calendar year we've done episodes okay because we started at the end of one year and then we did a full year Mm -hmm. actually this might be the fourth no no way no way no it's definitely not i know for a fact it's not tyler don't argue with me on this one we'll we'll check i think it's three i think it's three it's three it's three for sure um that's the two-year mark in actual in actuality yes okay that makes sense that makes yeah. sense. So you were going to make some New Year's commitments to the print heads. Oh, yes. What are One those? commitment. What One is it? Commitment. What is it? The episode goes out the day we record it. I love it. None of this waiting over the weekend or into the next week or into the next month or even into the next year, which has happened <laughs> the same day. Okay, so Which that does mean there will be listeners. the audio only. There will be a delay between the audio and the video. And that's because we do a lot of little special tidbits for the YouTube watchers we slash listeners. We don't do anything. We as One a team, we are it. a team. We are a team. Yeah, yeah you hear that's me? True. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to get the episodes out on audio a little sooner. And by we, then I mean you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to go back to the old schedule because when we were doing just audio, they went out quick. quick. Yeah. But the video adds time, but it adds actually a ton of extra content. Mm-hmm. I actually think the videos are probably the best way to experience the podcast, especially a 3D printing podcast that has visuals from right. time to time. Well, and one of our episodes the other day, like popped on YouTube, like did it? It got like 10 to hun- like 100x the normal views. A hundred X. Yeah. What are the normal? Okay. No, 10 X, 10 X. Yeah. Which was strange to me. You know, is it, did we just get lucky on a day and YouTube featured one of our podcasts? Maybe. Maybe. 
What what are, what kind of numbers are we talking about here? <laughs> I, I think it went to like 55, 5,700 views or something like that, which to me okay. was like, oh yeah, that's that's a lot of... Uh, it stands out for what we've been doing so far. Yeah. So I'm interested. Do we know why? I want to go. I want to go talk to our person who has the YouTube credentials. Yeah. And log in and actually see, you know, because the like percentage, the the ratio of likes didn't match up to me. It's kind of like when you follow those, those, your friends on Instagram, like your yeah. personal friends that have like 120 thousand followers, and you're like, I know you. I know you're not that cool <laughs> and, I, you're, and you're only getting like 30 likes on every one of your po yeah. photos. So I know that those are bots. Yeah. Did we just have a bunch of bots fall or watch our episode or what? I don't know. Maybe. Did your mom pay to go engineer to like buy some bots I for didn't us? Pay. I know that. That's yeah, the, I, I can't speak for anyone else. I would hope that if you were paying for bots, you'd get more than just 5,000 views. But who knows? Well, I hope they were and real. Here's the thing, though. We've never asked the print heads to smash that like button. I don't we've never <laughs> asked it. Are you going to ask? No, I'm not going to ask. But what I'm saying is because we've never people asked. People who are on YouTube know to smash no, the like they, button. No, they need to be told to smash. <laughs> Dude, nobody needs to be told to like and subscribe and smash nothing. If you like it, you're going to watch it. Mm, yeah, you'll watch it, but that you won't smash it. I'll smash you smash without being asked? <laughs> yeah. Un unapologetic smasher of the like button. I'll be sitting there watching it and I'll be like, this is good stuff. I hope he asks me to smash it. I I, I definitely, I try to like the things I truly like. Like, yeah. I don't give the likes out for How free. How quickly do you subscribe? Will you subscribe Ooh. partway through your first video? Heck no. Unless I know that it's going to be a series like, holy smokes, this person just started a really cool build. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like the way they put this together. I will subscribe. Uh, but that's so rare. Huh. I think I only subscribe to like 10 or less accounts. Wait, for real? I don't subscribe to people. I'll like things so that I keep getting suggestions. Yeah. But I will not subscribe. I took a uh, screenshot. Unless I really like it. Uh, the other day for some work related stuff. But I noticed in that screenshot, I had like 490 something subscriptions on YouTube. Oh, mama. I'm quick to subscribe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm not that way. And I don't need to be asked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't buying no YouTube merch either. I'm sorry. I don't know? think I've ever bought YouTube merch. It, it, it would have to be a pretty cool cause or channel or something like that. But. You know, I, I, I do appreciate people's content. I just don't. I support them with a nice thumbs up. OK, yeah, yeah, that's you know? good. But I also realistically am supporting myself with that thumbs up because I know that it's going to feed me more content like that. Yeah, I've actually had a real issue with the YouTube algorithm lately. It just shows me this. It recommends me the same things over and over and oh, over and yeah. over. And it will be all categorized and it'll be like here's trending or here's new whatever and then it will repeat in the categories oh yeah so for me where i consume a lot of it at home at night just through my tv it's just like the same stuff over and over it is annoying and it, and it will show me things that i've already watched what i don't like is when you <clears throat> add something to watch later yeah and then it pops up and you're recommended it's like 
dude, I put it in my watch later so that yeah, yeah, I yeah. have it organized. I don't need you to now suggest uh-huh. it to me every day. I'll watch it when I get to it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like bugging you to watch it. Anyway, yeah, that's YouTube's fun. I feel like it's it's coming a long way, but the algorithm does seem to be getting clogged up. I don't and my whole thing by not subscribing was to try and keep you my algorithm. It. Yeah. You it can't was, it was to try and keep it clean. It doesn't I don't know that it's working because it no. sounds like mine's almost the, the only same way to yours. keep it clean is probably just to not log in at all. Mm, Which that sounds like I don't know. a scary that sounds scary. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I had a friend or have a friend who back in the early days of YouTube used to I can't remember what he called it, like a YouTube walkabout or something. But he would say his goal was to start with a video that he searched and then use the suggested feed to get back to that video. Okay. There's no way you could do that. There's anymore. no way. Not a chance. There's no way. But his thing was he'd, he'd go through <laughs> these different topics and they'd be way off base from what yeah. he originally started at. And he'd try to find his way back and he could do it. But that was the early skills, days. I guess. Yeah, useless skills. So what's uh, we'll get to the YouTube of the day. Okay. For new listeners. Um, when do we do this? Start of the episode, end of the episode. It always seems like it changes. Oh, the YouTube of the yeah. day. We, we typically do it at the end of the episode. We just go by feel. Yeah. But let's keep it at the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. Well, that's coming. And I got a great one today. Yeah, you do. A really good yeah, one. Yeah, you do. Uh, is there anything new? in your life that you want to talk about uh, you know get we'll knock out the personal stuff right now <laughs> i'm i'm currently in the process of of getting scammed on ebay <laughs> what I am, happened i am being scammed at the moment please tell so i have some searches set up on ebay for various things and one of them is a new cam- like an upgraded camera that i've been eyeing for a long time I would and, never buy a camera on eBay. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, you know, I we don't have to get into that. Yeah, the the camera that I have right now, I bought on eBay. It's been fine, and I'm very frugal. I hate to buy things. New. Wait, can I bookmark that just really quickly? Sure. Your frugality is what's causing our audio to crash. We just learned today, so. <laughs> Just so everybody knows why the audio like sometimes is pretty decent. And then other times like, are they recording that on the camera? It's because he used to think it was me not pressing record here. But it was your piece of crap. 32 gigabyte SD card that you are unwilling to let go. It's in your pocket right now. You will (laughs) not throw it away. It's $12. It may have caused one episode but we have we have come on we have video evidence of you not hitting the record button once once as well one time how many times have we lost audio here's the thing we know the audio quality two episodes ago was very poor it didn't get recorded with these microphones Mm -hmm. we have no idea why that happened but i guarantee you we weren't using that we weren't using (laughs) okay we weren't using that bad card okay back to the frugal aspect so we know that tyler's very frugal so i like buying used things on ebay i like buying used things on ebay me too and so this camera popped up it was like 30 percent less than it should have been so i red flag i picked it up picked it up within Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes of it being listed the next morning the guy's like hey uh it it broke i i dropped it it broke and I'm just thinking, 
that doesn't sound right. Um, in my head, I'm thinking he probably realized he listed it for too low and he's trying to back out of it. Mm. So I was like, just send it. He's like, no, it crumbled into pieces. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, no, just send it. A couple days goes by, nothing. Um, I don't hear anything. And then suddenly a tracking number pops up. I was like, okay, cool. He's sending something. I look up the tracking number and it's 28 pounds. I'm like, eh, this is starting to not really add up. So I message him. He's like, do not worry. That's all he says. Do not worry. Okay. I'm a little worried. At this point, I kind of know, like, I'm not going to get this camera. But I expected to get a package. Long story short, cameras can find tracking numbers that are going to your city, but are in a real legit tracking numbers for other packages. So when the day came and I didn't receive anything, it said it was delivered. I contact UPS and like, this is originating from Amazon. So it's a legit package from Amazon delivered to a legit person that the eBay seller like commandeered. I don't know how he, they get what? a hold of it, but just a PSA, this is a thing that can happen. They can commandeer other tracking numbers, put them into the eBay system. eBay system is all automated. automated. It mm -hmm. says it's delivered, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, now I have to do this waiting game where I have to contact the seller and tell him what he already knows. Like this is a fraudulent transaction, whatever. And it's just going to take me another week or so. Oh my before, gosh. Yeah. Crazy, huh? If only they just put that much work into a normal job. I know. I know. You know what I mean? For real, because you to like <clears throat> create a new account, establish some level of feedback so you're trustworthy, and then you can pop you can pop off one time. You can do this. Dude, this you know? is wild. Yeah. It is eBay. Wild. I don't trust eBay as much as I used to. This is actually the first time I've ever had an issue. Electronics seem to be kind of the yeah, the thing that gets most people. My buddy bought an iPod years ago mm -hmm. and eBay actually ruled in the favor of the seller. They That's pretty rare. They protected the seller in this instance. And this was in the early days of like the whole conflict resolution that they had at that time. He he basically bought a junk iPod. They sent him a bad iPod. He told him, hey, this is bad. It doesn't work. And he ended up having to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a bummer. If I'm if I'm buying a 3D printer, the first place I'm going is eBay. Me. I'm going and no, I'm, you don't. I'm searching. Oh, yeah. For the, the, I mean, for like at home, if I'm buying a 3D printer at home for home, mm -hmm. I'm going to eBay for sure. And I'm looking for someone oh, no. who either is fed up with keeping mm. it running or bought a kit and never completed it. That sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to the item condition. I'm saying for parts are not working and I'm searching those listings. Those are like kind of hard to come by. Yeah. Um, you have to be patient. Yeah. So speaking of of that, I bought this little truck recently <laughs> and same mentality. I'm like a mini truck. It's a mini truck. Yeah. It's a Dodge Ram 50. So cool. It's a 1985. It's so cool. And it's a four wheel drive. Like I've been looking for one of these for a long time. I test drove one years ago. The guy wanted only 1800 bucks for it. It worked perfect. He had a stack of full service records. I was so excited. But at the time I lived with a roommate. Yeah. And 
I already had my Bronco, my daily driver, and to bring a third car in would have been just not cool. Uncouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've regretted that ever since. You live alone <clears> now, right? Uh, no, I have roommates you now, have but I but I do room- have a house. Okay, yeah. And so it's my call. <laughs> yeah. If I want to fill the driveway full of junkyard cars, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up buying this truck. And, uh, I traded a motorcycle for it. The, oh, okay. I traded it to a kid. The kid was kind of fed up with it. Uh-huh. He was like, he drove it as a daily. And when it blew up, he just, he let it go. Yeah. So he had it posted online. I said, Hey, do you like dirt bikes? He's like, yeah, what do you got? And I had this like half built Frankenstein motorcycle. It was an old big bore two stroke that had like a Frankenstein frame. It was the original 490 um yz frame with it was melded to a like 2001 steel frame okay like yz i have i have almost no knowledge of motorcycles by the way so modern suspension good cool old motor but in those days motocross and suspension geometries were awful uh suspension in general was bad they were still using drum brakes that's a big thing right that's like the whole idea of the cafe racer is bringing in more modern suspension it's a big part of it, right? Suspension and brakes make a bike. Yeah. I mean, the engine too, but like that old school tech, just the braking was bad. Tires were bad. Everything was just kind of weak. Yeah. And so if you can modernize it, those basics, brakes and uh, suspension, brakes, suspension and tires, you can actually make a pretty good bike out yeah. of, with an old air-cooled motor. Yeah. Anyway, um, the kid was super pumped on this thing. He ended up trading me straight across. Cool. For a truck for a half-built dirt bike, which I was happy to release one because I yeah, had yeah, seven yeah. of them. So yeah. I was ready to let go. And um, I got the truck and I was like, hey, does the motor spin and all this stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's it's totally. No, it was seized <laughs> up, dude. He had like melted the the connecting rods to the crank. and Oh, for <clears> real. It was bad. It was in bad shape. So, so I did a full teardown. Okay. So I did. I bought one of these projects that I thought yeah. were, I didn't buy. He gave me 100 bucks, too. So I got, wow. I got the truck plus a hundred. He paid you to take Plus he gave hands. me a camper shell. Yeah. The camper shell looks great on it. Um, but anyway, it's just this old junk trunk, but it ended up being more work than I thought. Oh yeah. And now I'm dumping a ton of money into doing an engine rebuild and I can't find the dang parts for the stupid thing. Yeah. No, I get it. I bought my milling machine for basically scrap rate and I had to then spend hundreds of hours to figure out how to, uh, put together a computer system and program Linux CNC. So great. <laughs> and I learned how to like reball the ball screw and check the Turkite and all sorts of stuff. So this is actually like make this is a, this was not a planned theme of the episode, but I actually have a customer right now that's looking to buy a used Fortis 900. Okay. <clears throat> and I kind of gave him the warning. Like I, I let him know, like, this is the best machine. This is a flagship model. This is like, you know, bias aside, the Fortis or the F900 from Stratasys is like the premier FDM yeah. machine yeah. in the world. Um, and I just warned him against buying a repossessed one. So I guess his bank lined him <clears throat> up with a repo F9. I had heard that there was one of these on the market. Yeah, and it was so cheap. Because a, a bank came into possession of it, and now they're trying to find a way to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And they made them a sweet deal. They even threw in, because they repoed a little, uh, I think a Fortis 400 
as well. So like you buy this, we'll give you the Fortis 400 for free. And he was talking to me about it. And I was like, it sounds like a really good deal. Yeah. At first. Yeah. But when you take possession of this, you're going to be you're going to be super excited. You're going to have, you know, you're mentally geared up to put some hours towards it and some money as like, but I want you to know how much money it's going to cost to recertify the machine, right? Get it up and running again. And by that point, it might be worth just investing a touch more in a new yeah. system. I mean, there's a there's a big difference between these scenarios because we're talking about like personal projects where if, you if you're a hobbyist, if you don't get it running for a year, like that's OK, you know? Yeah, you're just taking up a space in the <laughs> and we're talking we're talking about like four digit numbers. Yes, this you're talking about a six digit number, I'm sure. And of course, there's going to be a business case for it. So that's a that's a that's a serious gamble for sure. sure. And of like like you mentioned, we're doing we're tackling the job as a hobbyist. Yeah. But if your primary job is an engineer, an R and D person, or or a development individual, right. like when you buy a system, the people who invested in it, your finance yeah. people, they're watching to see like when's that thing going to be exactly. up and running. Exactly. Whereas and, on the other side, complications almost sweeten the deal because as a hobbyist, you're you're basically doing <laughs> to it. you. You would say this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that the a complication is what makes it cheaper for you. <laughs> and that's why you're engaged. It's what sweet, it sweetens the deal. I get more value out of it. You know, it's like I bought this thing. You get to learn how to rebuild a Lennox. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, no. You're there to learn. But you yeah. are there to learn. You yeah. Know, and you do have to approach it with the mindset of. I'm here to learn and I don't know exactly what I'm going to learn, but anytime I've spent doing this, it's spent learning. So it's different. And, you know, I would have some faith in like, you, you have a system that is well supported and there is a program to recertify it and ensure some level this is a good point. of, uh, there's still service available for that system. Yeah, and, and you're resources. just going to pay for it. So factor, find out what that cost is and factor it into the cost because you're going to have to do that. Yeah, and this is something that I wish I would have done with my little truck because I had no, like I've been looking for one of these forever. I've mm -hmm. had a notification mm -hmm. set up on the local classifieds to be notified anytime one's listed. And I haven't gotten a notification. And I, I finally did get a couple, but like, this one was out of state. Yeah. I had to drive to go pick it up. Uh, and now I'm finding. Oh, for real? Yeah. I went to Arco, Idaho. Oh, Through wow. a blizzard. It was wild. Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I didn't research the engine and the parts. And because it's a four-wheel drive, it made it even more complex. Yeah. Because yeah. like doing an engine swap on a carbureted car is like pretty easy, um, especially if it's just rear-wheel drive. Right. But this is a four-wheel drive. It's got a little transfer case. And you should see how cute this little transmission and transfer case is. It's tiny. Um, but, dude, I can't find parts for so it. So now you're like, okay, well, this is going to turn into an engine swap. Kind of. Um, ultimately, I, I have decided to rebuild the engine. I'm going to see what I can do. And I'm going to have faith that the transmission yeah. even works because I bought it. Yeah. Um, have, not running have you seen or some I of the latest things it. that uh 3d magic mike is doing with the 3d print oh my gosh incredible his Car little dots in yeah he's got the little dots in and tons of amazing 3d printed 
components. He actually has a little like Mitsubishi um, SUV too that I think uses some of the same drivetrain parts oh, as really? my truck, my new Ram 50. Huh. But he's been doing some crazy cool 3D printed molds for Insane. carbon, um, not even carbon layup. It's like a carbon, chopped carbon epoxy mishmash. Yeah, it's just solid carbon. It's yeah. a solid carbon fiber. Which is something Set that's up. kind of it, trended not, over the next. They're not sheets the last... or shells. They're solid carbon fiber. Like he's done a shift knob, I think. And... Yeah, he takes the carbon sheets, chops them up, and then mixes them with an epoxy almost into a slurry and then just packs that into the cavity, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, and he uses 3D printing and milling a ton. Yeah. We've talked about him yeah, yeah, a yeah. ton of times. He's the premier example of like how to make a hobbyist system whether it's a mill uh or a 3d printer how to make a hobbyist level system do totally professional work yeah um but him better probably because oh, he's yeah, always like sure. gluing things together for sure a and anyway but he's such a good example he's super fun to watch you had some other news though we need to get to like some real 3d printing okay. news so we have CES that's just wrapping up uh, down in Vegas. And CES is like the premier electronics trade show. It's like the uh, SEMA of electronics. Okay. You know, so. Like consumer electronics. Consumer electronics for the most part, but you'll get cars and things like that as well. Okay. As they become more and more digital. Yeah. You know, and for the past handful of years there's always been something 3d printing related so we have a few things uh form labs released or announced like an automation ecosystem kind of similar to the origin one robotic system okay in in uh loading and unloading well i i shouldn't have said that it's the same in like the end result more production oriented more parts in less hands-on time they do it by having a bank of printers that just feed and release. There's no robot. There's no robot. Bummer. Uh, there was no some 3D printed no gummies. Robot. 3D printed gummies from Neutrogena. So they're like skincare gummies, which is interesting. We have a whole episode on 3D printed food. Sounds like a waste of time. So my favorite part about this story is that the product is called Skin Stacks, but you eat them. So I just think they should be called skin snacks. Ew. Both sound not good. I know. You do not want to put that in. I know. Can I just say something what? real quick? What? Uh, this reminds me of like, this is real news. Yeah. Have you seen a Christmas story? Yeah. So did you just watch that? No. Um, I did. And the dad says, the dude, the dude in Indiana swallowed a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. He's reading the paper. Yeah. And, She's like, well, that's not news. He's like, what do you mean? This is real news. <laughs> yeah. Are we that for 3D printing? I don't know. Are we, are Maybe. We just, like, what are the real stories? Well, I do think that this is kind of gimmicky. And we do see Some gimmicky. Some clodhopper down in Indiana swallowed a yo-yo. The whole, the whole thing of taking a photo of your face and then they pick out like all of your skin defects and then they put together a customized skincare regimen and then they 3D print that into a single supplement, I think is somewhat gimmicky at this point, at this point in time. But that's what it that's what it is. We've said that about 3D printed houses. 
Yeah. For is sure. It, is food the next is food the next thing? Uh, maybe. Did you hear about this guy who swallowed a yo-yo? <laughs> swallowed a yo-yo? Yeah, on a bed. Some clod hopper down in Griffith. Clod hopper. Why they write the silliest things in the newspapers. What do you mean silly? I mean that that's real news. That's not like a <laughs> is that us with 3d printing it could be it i think some be. episodes some episodes so hp was there they had all their gaming stuff one of their one of their lines of gaming equipment is called HyperX, and they featured some 3d printed keycaps for mechanical keyboards which is pretty cool you know that's getting into mass production and should get into mass customization um and then there was a chinese company called Coconi that released a new printer platform. But the only reason I mentioned this is because they market it as being AI powered. And I think that's going to be a theme for this upcoming year is 3D printer manufacturers claiming that their technology is AI powered. Because AI, we've been talking about it here and there. Yeah. Legit, and it's a legit discussion. Mm -hmm. And there will be companies that produce legitimate high value products in this upcoming year, but it's also going to be this year's most hyped technology. AI? Like AI will be for sure. It's just trending. It's, it's trending and trending is not even the right word. So there's a tool called, uh, chat GPT, which the fact <laughs> what that is you, this? the fact I asked you before, I don't know what it is. That blows my mind. Number one, should I look it up mind. or are you going to tell me? Uh, well, let's just talk Why don't about you tell it. I'm going to give the you other print heads who don't know what chat GTP is. I don't is. think that there could be a single person outside of you You're that hasn't me. heard of it. Unless I live in a complete bubble. Am I living under a rock? So I think so. I'm looking it up. I'm embarrassed. The, the speed at which they reached a million users. Oh, I heard about this. Okay. okay. I, I saw it on LinkedIn. Okay. I did not read into it though. <laughs> So, I saw the headline and I saw that they reached a million users really quick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there must be something yeah. to this. And then I skipped it. It's a natural language AI where you basically can ask it questions <gasps> and it gives you answers in natural language. Okay. Um, but it can do computer coding. It can do essay writing. It could do all, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's really when you first try it, which that's going to be your homework I'm giving you. You got to try this. Is this is this the same engine that someone challenged any lawyer going to a Supreme Court case to put earpods in or AirPods in earphones, whatever, and just repeat after the <laughs> who AI. challenged who challenged that? They they offered a million bucks. Let that, me, let me that would fail. Up. Okay. While you look it up, I'll tell you that would fail because it's not that good. It is very good, but as you niche down and be, and become more and more specific it is confidently inaccurate a lot a lot of times cbs news ai powered robot lawyer will be the first of its kind to represent defendant in court um this isn't mm, what's the year i, don't, I, I mean don't what's the date on this good question january 9th of this year this is recent. four days ago this is recent i don't know what that is it could be powered by the same thing. So chat GPT-3 is the version that is currently public. It was 
first released about a year ago. I remember listening to some podcasts and at that time it was invite only and it was pretty limited access and people were just going nuts about what it could do in terms of like writing ads and um, summarizing articles, doing copywriting and things like that. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then it was released publicly in the middle of December and I started playing with it. And I was like, this is amazing. Like it can do, I've been doing some stuff in Excel and you can ask it to write uh, formulas. It's not always accurate. So you have to double check it and things like that, but it's absolutely bonkers. Wow. And we had a we had a few episodes last year where we were talking about AI and the replacement of labor and things like that. Oh yeah, and we fired some folks up with that one. Oh, we definitely did. And uh, an overarching theme or an undertone of our discussion is that there were certain classes of jobs that were at most at risk, and it was a lot of it was just labor, right? Mm-hmm. These newest generation of machine learning algorithms and chat. GPT being one of those, um, Midjourney and Dolly, the image generators, they're threatening a totally different class of jobs, more creative type jobs. Yeah, for sure. Well, I told you my one of my old roommates was an attorney, and he worked for a startup that was doing. Um, they basically wrote contracts. They use AI to write contracts for people. Mm-hmm. His job was basically proofreading these contracts and making sure they were legitimate yeah which at first i think he did prime <laughs> most of the work but yeah it got better and obviously something like this could i mean give you a great start it's going to be insane um chat gpt releases apis so you have third-party tools being built off the apis for more specialized stuff some of those apis allow you to in uh, basically ingest your own data sets so for something like us where we have years of communication to and from customers like you could potentially see a use case there um but you're going to see a lot of 3d printing companies try to latch onto that hype i guarantee it 3d printing has had its different hype cycles 2013 to 2015 2020 to 2022 hype cycle and it will not be in the hype cycle this year i don't think but it will be trying to attach itself to this current hype cycle, which is AI. So that's not to say that some of these companies won't actually implement this technology in the way that you think of it, but so many will say it's AI powered. And with, uh. with, with the implicit, uh, it's the implication of, okay, it's AI powered. It's going to do this, this, this for me but it's probably not that, you know, it's like, it's an AI powered defect detection, for example. Well, is it closed loop and is it defect? Is it detecting defects and then making changes so that it doesn't happen again? Or is it just recognizing it? Those are two very different things. And AI as the consumer and even just most people in general assume that it's gonna actually not just recognize something, but it's gonna make a corrective action to it and make and change the delivery to it, which is a much harder thing to do. So that's going to be something I think we talk about a lot this year, AI in general, because it's going to be, it's going to be on everyone's mind, but I think the marketing around 3d printing on every level 
they're going to want to they're, they're going to want to say like well AI we may powered. be referring back to this episode we a may lot be, this year we'll call it like this is the prediction for 2023 i like it yeah i like it you've made a a good commitment to people in terms of prediction and in terms of delivering episodes on a timely uh, in a timely, timely manner yeah timely manner for sure it's young law tech entrepreneur offers one million to lawyer who uses his AI chatbot in Supreme Court. Okay, got um, it. It's a it's a British American law tech entrepreneur, and let's see, Joshua Browder, twenty six, founded Do Not Pay in twenty fifteen. Okay, so follow this up if you're interested in this AI. He's using tools that are materially different than what we're talking about here, uh, because. Um, the app helps helps users fight parking tickets, delayed flights, and unfair charges using artificial intelligence technology. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is a marketing stunt for sure, but it's smart. It's bold. I like it. Supreme Court. Come on. That no, could be crazy. No one would ever. No. It's I mean, not I worth a million know. bucks. The Supreme Court's changing every day, but no one is going to show up <laughs> and argue in front of the Supreme Court. With AirPods in? With AirPods in. <laughs> it's just, there's certain uh, industries and certain professions that history and just norms play a huge role. And it would just be considered disrespectful oh, to yeah. do that. And to an everybody who would never do that. And pass the bar. And then it could potentially uh, threaten their their bar this is like homie Cert. homies the the re the home resa or the home it's a real estate okay, agency yeah, yeah. that doesn't use real estate agents yeah. in a conventional way yeah they have a flat rate to sell your house it's like yeah. three thousand bucks instead of paying your real estate agent like 30k and all real estate agents talk crap yeah. on it they hate it blah 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 but nobody's quitting using it yeah because it's cheap and it's saving everyone money that just reminds me of another aspect of this Supreme Court thing is that these cases make their way up to the Supreme Court. You know, it's a case that's been tried in local district courts and then it's been tried in like circuit courts mm -hmm. and then it elevates to the Supreme Court. So the attorneys in this case have already made their arguments multiple times and they've refined their arguments. And then the fact that it gets taken up by the Supreme Court is like a huge deal. No one's going to like. No person that's being represented is going to hear that their attorney is going to just like change their arguments and and totally in real time <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's this thing that it's this he's throwing that out into the ether and getting tons of i um, love it interest in it I love but it's it. just gutsy it's not gutsy because yeah, there's is. absolutely zero i still think it's no gutsy. there's zero chance that anyone could could even take him up on it uh, you never know so it's not gutsy. you never know it's smart it's not gutsy well, it made waves. It made and waves. And I liked it. It's, so it was effective in that case, but it's not gutsy at all. Well, you know, good marketing. Good marketing. I'll you know, say that. Yeah, it's good marketing. And it fits in sure. line with the AI theme. Oh, I agree. You're going to see it. You're going to see it everywhere. You'll see it in 3D printing, but you're going to see it everywhere. AI powered such and such. Do you have any other news important no. to the listeners, to the print heads? No, I'm just glad that we got through 2022 and it wasn't um, a total bloodbath for the industry because 2022 was rough for 
a lot of different industries like tech industry. I mean, some of the biggest companies were fundamentally changed. So good riddance to 2022. We'll see how 2023 uh, plays out. I, I'm optimistic, depending on industry or starting to look toward, I don't know, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. But I hope things are good to go on. Um, I do have, I have an update from Juicy Filaments. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, Did it just come in? <laughs> Toten. Just quickly typed. Did Juicy Filaments, did I ever tell you about the Juicy Filaments 100% recycled unicorn tier material? No. This is new. This is new. And this breaking, is very, very this is real. Yeah. Very real. Uh, hey, print heads, are you tired of using bland, boring 3D printing materials? Look no further than Juicy Filaments PLA. This premium material is so juicy. It practically sizzles as it comes out of your 3D printer. I think that's a bad sign. Uh, plus, it has a glossy finish that'll make your prints shine like a glazed ham. And the best part? It's made from 100% recycled unicorn tears, so you can feel good about using it. So why not add some excitement to your 3D printing routine with Juicy Filaments PLA? Try it today. Wow. Um, what causes a unicorn to cry? You know what? Obviously, they're not real unicorn tears because unicorns don't exist. That would be false advertising. Well, Juicy... That could get us juicy, in trouble with the FCC. Juicy Filaments has been putting out a lot of promises that <laughs> so far we haven't seen any of these PLAs. We haven't I, smelled them. We haven't tasted them. I, I just, we haven't done all these things. A unicorn has to be put in a pretty bad position to force it to cry. Do you know if the Juicy Filaments uh, website's up and running yet? I don't know. Maybe they'll post a video of how they extract these unicorn tears. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I hope not. <laughs> um, I'm going to get to my YouTube of the day. Okay, let's do it. And then uh, I think we can... We'll wrap it up. Wrap this up. Okay, this is one we've talked about a long time ago. This is, a, this is one I haven't revisited, a channel that I haven't revisited in a long time. Because as much as this guy does cool things... He's all over the place. This is a very productive human being, by the way. Yeah. Um, the channel is Wesley Kagan. And that's Kagan with a K. You got to look this guy up. The He's reason awesome. this video popped into my feed was because I've been doing a lot of engine work lately. And I've been looking at, at you know, teardowns and rebuilds and things like that. I'm finding a new passion. Like engines are so cool. Oh, yeah. Like I've always liked cars. But like just as they're on their way out. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> terrible timing. But I thought you knew all about engines. I mean, I did, but I never have torn one apart myself till this this recent engine. Okay. Um I've never torn the head off anything. I've never, you know, I've I've done headers. I'm surprised and to intakes. learn this. But yeah, okay. yeah. I've helped engines breathe a little easier, but I've never replaced a head. Got it. Uh or done a lower end. Anyway, he buys a V12 engine i think he plans to put this in his race car the title of this video is called so his I, homemade race car right yeah yeah so i built a new v12 for the race car dot 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 yeah that's the title of this video and as i watched it i'm like this is a, such a huge undertaking he is taking off the cylinders uh actually he left the cylinder heads on he took off the intake and he's building individual intakes for every cylinder so there's 12 individual carburetors 
They're Hayabusa car- carburetors. I think they're carburetors. They might be fuel injected, but he built basically a full linkage system for these with 3D printing. I don't wow. know what machine he's using, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play just a little clip here. Okay. This is a little montage of him using the 3D printed parts. So sorry for the audio only listeners. I'm gonna send this video to our producer and we'll have this up on the YouTube channel. But like he's putting press bearings in there. You see that? What material does it look like? It looks like it could be off a Mark Forge printer. Okay, it looks like an Onyx maybe. Yeah, it's a lot of carbon fiber. Uh, it, it, to me, it looks like a nylon carbon fiber because it's got a rough texture have, like, that to it. Satin look to it. Satin it's, finish. It's matte. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It's not super glossy, so it looks like it That's looks a good like guess, a carbon then. fiber. Yeah. It's a good guess. I, I think it's a good guess. You know, because mm, that would add some rigidity, some stiffness to these linkages. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to fast forward to the end of the video here because there's a little surprise. Oh yeah. He makes it work. He makes That's it so work. Awesome. So I think uh, it's at least idling, so a little bit. We're we're doing okay, but uh, yeah. He's such a weirdo. So He's awesome. For today. Listen to that beauty, and look at it. It is my beautiful. goodness. So twelve individual throttle bodies, and he, and he built takes. his own header set. Yeah, that's amazing. for this thing. We first came across him because he did the pneumatic valve train, right? On just like a Harbor Freight engine. Oh, that's right. And, and I think that was a for was it a Ferrari thing? Did was Ferrari the first person to start using the pneumatic cylinders no. or the pneumatic lifters or whatever they Konegaseg? are? How do you say that? Coenseg. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Great brand. I, I wish like I knew how to, I wish I knew how to pronounce it. I like driving that they, car. They also were. One of the first, if not the first, company that was using metal printed turbo components. Really? Yeah. Like the on their production vehicles. Which for production for them is like like the pretty impellers? Limited. Yeah. Whoa. And housings. Really? Yeah. Exhaust housings. Interesting. Uh-huh. So th- this kid, he's obviously super smart and he pumps out these projects relatively quickly, from what I can tell. Yeah. And some may go unfinished or unvisited, but like he got to me, this is a finished project. He yeah. got an engine and got it running in the same episode. I didn't yeah. have to watch 50 up two years. I like this type of channel where he's not on a schedule to put videos out and he's just videoing what he was going to be doing anyway. And he's not like a slave to the, the YouTube thing, you know, um, for sure. I think it's cool. Yeah. He doesn't have like, he's got 154 uh, k subscribers which is awesome and this one video alone has like 1500 comments so people like him yeah thirteen thousand likes i i liked this video myself he's he's somehow approachable even though none of us could do what he's doing yeah i wonder where he gets his funding like because he's been doing this since before he was making money with youtube yeah right so like and he did pretty big stuff like he made the six-wheel drive jeep yeah he did a bunch of crazy pretty wild stuff All right, my YouTube of the day is uh, a channel called Tyler Bell, which is a young guy who fabricates different things. And- uh, Oh yeah, you told me about this. I told you about this. So his latest video. 
This is me is flying insane. away from an explosion, all because I saw a video on the internet and thought I could try it myself. But to understand how I got here, we need to go back in time about a year to when I was watching my favorite series on YouTube, Stuntman React from Corridor Crew. And they were explaining a stunt called an air ram. It's when the stuntman gets launched into the air using a pneumatic device. <laughs> wild okay wild i like it so he's kind of on the opposite end he does pretty highly produced videos mm -hmm. and he's on a more regular schedule and does the whole youtube sponsorship and things like that but he does he he builds some cool stuff out of his garage and in this particular case he builds this pneumatic launch mechanism that the first time he fires it in my head i'm thinking you cannot stand on that thing because it will destroy your body uh, he pumps it up to like 800 PSI on a two, four inch bore pneumatic cylinders. Actually they're hydraulic cylinders, but he's using air and, uh, it just opens it all right away. It was extremely violent. Who's the other guy that does stuff like similar to this? He works or worked for form labs stuff made here, stuff made here. Does he, cause stuff made here, the stuff he makes is dangerous like scary yeah. this to me seems like that same type of thing i mean you're launching yourself with yeah. pneumatics it's it is very dangerous and he injures himself to not to In a this great video? yeah not to a great degree <laughs> but i was watching this with my with my wife in the room mm -hmm. and i was like hold on i skipped to the end just to see that he, if made, he it. made it <laughs> otherwise i wouldn't I have watched it, it. Okay. And so then i went back and watched it because i had to know did he kill himself? Oh my god! Or did gosh. he break his spine? Well, he made he made he, he made, made the it. video. The level of his stuff is not even it's on it's not even a, on the same level as stuff made here. Like stuff made here is unprecedented in the complexity of his projects. Mm -hmm. These are complex, but they're more fabrication related. They're not they're not there's no programming or anything like that. But it's entertaining stuff. It's entertaining stuff. I recommend it. Tyler Bell. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, I like cool. it. Well, those are our YouTubes of the day. I think we covered some decent news. We're going to get this episode pumped out quickly. Going to do it. It appears that the audio worked. Great. And uh, so, yeah. All right. We'll Here's catch to, you next uh, time. 2023. And we're going to do 40 episodes this year. <laughs> okay. We'll see what we can do. Here we go. All right. Peace. See you all.